Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, everyone, and thanks again for joining us on yet another episode of the Weekly Beats. Uh, my name is Maggie Motesi, joining in from Dakar, and uh, we have a very special guest uh, joining us on today's episode, the founder and CEO of Airspace Africa and iFly Global, uh, Derek Seiko. Derek, very good to have you. And where are you joining us from, by the way? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here as well. And yeah, whoever is listening, hello and how are you? I am uh, in a uh, cold Port Elizabeth, today, Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Uh, yeah, which is where uh, I live. We're very happy to have you on the show. And um, something interesting has been happening in the past couple of days. Obviously, economies are opening up. Uh, people are back to travel. If you compare this to like two years ago or a year ago, we're seeing a lot of numbers of travelers. Not for me, obviously. I haven't at least traveled in a couple of months. But that has also come at a very interesting time where we're seeing a few shortages but not just that but now we're seeing how do you say jet fuel shortages or fuel jets that's right jet fuel. yeah <laughs> and uh, the latest is that nigeria was suspending all local flights and uh, I, I think that changed uh, just a couple of minutes before we started recording this podcast but also what is interesting is i've been going through uh different feeds and stories on the internet same story is happening in South Africa, where the uh, O.R. Tambo Airport is running out of fuel. Of course, you know, the minister came out last week and said that wasn't true. But as we speak now, when you go through the feed, you will see a lot of stories of people who have missed flights or cancelled flights, and they will tell them, you know, fuel shortages and all of that, jet fuel. But ideally, this is the first of its kind, Derek, isn't it? And I, I mean, I want to ask what's really happening uh, this is not something that you hear that, you know, we don't have fuel for jets in a country. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of unique events that are happening around the world anyways. So we expect mm. uh, uh, the, the effects that are rolling over from that to also be uh, a, a bit unique. I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic, which is unprecedented uh, in whatever industry that you're in, but especially aviation. So... No, we're still reeling from that, still suffering as an industry. And uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, as uh, we were trying trying to start seeing uh, some signs of a recovery and, uh, you know, things were starting to look up. And by the way, 2022 has really been looking up, especially after Omicron started to die down, the industry mm. uh, got back on its feet. And we saw a bit of a mindset shift. Uh, as well in terms of uh, the governments uh, who I thought uh, the governments were really being uh, uh, very stubborn and very draconian with their the rea- and very reactionary as well uh, with, uh, with the different variants that were coming coming around and uh, no cross-border restrictions were really tight and uh, this year even African countries that are usually are very strict as well have, have gone ahead to relax and and even follow, uh, go, uh, international recommendations, you know, mm. in countries that are not even considering the PCR test anymore. So that has definitely stimulated demand for travel this year, and uh, that is on the up. But I was saying, uh, as if the, the, the pandemic wasn't bad enough, uh, Mr. Putin decided to go ahead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and attack the, the Ukraine. Yeah, so 
yeah, that that has 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 caused its own uh, uh, global tremors, and Africa is, is part of the global economy, so we definitely have to be affected. Mm. And uh, the fuel the fuel crisis that is now coming up is is part of of, of those supply chain disruptions that have come out of the of the Ukraine conflict. Mm. Yeah, so aviation just by its existence, uh, obviously, uh, we're talking jets and uh, any any kind of aircraft we run on on, on fuel, you know, uh, be it Jet A1 or Afghas. Mm. Uh, so if the supply chain is affected, and this is an industry that is very, very sensitive uh, to any economic, uh, you know, disruptions and any, mm. you know, any tremors in the global economy so when something such as fuel that is very key to airline operations gets disrupted uh airline a- airlines are bound uh, to feel the effects uh, very quickly and very greatly so it's not a surprise that we're seeing uh, uh, uh frustrations uh, start to boil over uh, in mm. africa no, I think Nigeria now is is is, is the biggest sign that uh, the fuel crisis is becoming something very huge I mean, I think, um, and, and I really want to put my shoes in the in the shoes of the, the, the netizens I've seen treating on Twitter uh, and other platforms mm-hmm. where I've been engaged. It's one thing to say, you know, um, we have a fuel crisis, uh, jet fuel, you know, and the prices have gone high, so the cost of tickets is high. And it's another thing to say, okay, the airport has no fuel. I think that looks, for me, that is completely dangerous and just <laughs> feels like, you know, um, yeah. is that even possible in a normal world of aviation economics, like to actually be there and not have fuel. I mean, um, having um, high prices is understandable, but could you just explain that for my, I don't really understand it. And and when I see people actually express the same sentiments for a moment, I, I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, mm. This is really dangerous. If you say to me, you're grounding all local flights or domestic flights because we don't have fuel. Uh, yeah. you're literally cutting off uh, transportation and aviation plays a very key, lo- key role in terms of business or even integration. So it's, it seems quite interesting times, Derek, for me. I honestly would never even know how to break that down by listeners or viewers at this point. And this brings up so many different uh, discussions, to be honest with you. Nigeria is one of the large, largest oil producers in the world, just about mm. 1.4 billion barrels. Mm. Of, of oil a day yeah so uh, if a country like nigeria is is facing a fuel crisis uh, you kind of it's, it's a bit paradoxical uh, for any layman because uh, if you if you hear this is a large oil producer mm. you, are, you know mm. but they don't have fuel you know so nigeria exports uh, pretty much most of its its crude and then uh, uh, the, the the processed oil and the jet they don't refine any jet a one they have about three refineries and they don't refine any jet a one so all the 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 oil the jet a one fuel that is used for the aviation industry is is uh, is accessed through imports you know and uh, so obviously that sets its own precedent uh in terms uh in situations whereby there's uh, uh these issues uh, with the supply chain uh the issue now with Nigeria is that uh you know, you're buying the oil. They, they, they buy the oil in dollars, yeah. And uh, the naira, the naira has had its own uh, fluctuations and devaluations uh, recently. Yeah, and uh, uh, obviously the customers, who are the passengers, they pay for their flight tickets in nairas. 
And mm. Nigeria specifically, the dollar is very difficult to access, you know. So mm. it is now causing a serious issue, you know. And uh, because the price of, of, of fuel has now gone up, the airlines are extremely frustrated. So uh, the argument now from the airline point of view uh, was that, of course, uh, as, as usually happens when the cost of operations goes up. Yeah. And by the way, this is oil. I mean, fuel is, is, is generally at around 30%, even up to 40% of, of uh, the airline's costs uh, around the world in airline aviation. So, so in, 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 in other words, if you're, for whatever ticket you're buying, 30% of that is actually a cost that is... Um... Uh, no, not necessarily. But uh, generally, in terms of uh, the spending that the airline uh, is is going through uh, in order to uh, to make uh, the flights possible, or in order for mm-hmm. the entire operation of the, of the existence of the airline to exist, about thirty percent uh, goes into just uh, fueling aircraft. So when you have a, a, a hike in fuel prices like what has happened in Nigeria, and by the way, it's been about times four. You know? So the cost of uh, airline operations has gone up. To such a point, uh, as reported by the airline operators in Nigeria, that the cost, uh, the fuel, fuel is now occupying ninety percent of airline uh, mm. operations. That's that's really huge. It, it's huge. It's it's extremely huge, and it's not. It leaves no room for yeah. profitability. You're basically operating losses, and, and it brings me to another question. You know, we we already have a struggling airlines industry. And I'm sorry to say, right. barely yeah. airlines in Africa make profits. Uh, you know, aside from a few like Ethiopian Airlines, Egyptian Air, like when you look at uh, the likes of airlines that we have, small airlines and those that have actually just been revived even recently, they are operating losses for, for such a long period of time. And then you had COVID come in, which literally uh, just buried all of that. And now they're trying to bounce back. And then there's a cost of fuel. Where does that leave the industry? Uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, if you talk about uh, uh, profitability or the lack of it, uh, most of the airlines. Nigeria itself has about 23 airlines, yeah? uh, not necessarily all making money, you know, and uh, it's, it's thin lines that we work with in the aviation industry, you know, very thin mm. margins. Uh, so uh, if costs are not driven down uh, big time, yeah, uh, chances are you're not going to make any money. You know, so as uh, if, as cost of operations are going up because uh, of of rising fuel prices, uh, definitely our airlines are going to get further further into the negatives. And mm. uh, just as you said, airlines are already not making money. The African continent, very few airlines uh, have gotten into a profit, even before the pandemic. Let alone a fuel crisis that we're talking about. You know, so we, we, we are now in an environment, by the way, our airlines already have cumulative debt from the pandemic, which is huge. And that already was expected to drive up uh, the price of the airline tickets as airlines mm-hmm. tried to get back into the green because they are paying off huge, huge debts. Uh, so if you compound that with uh, fuel prices, yeah, then uh, the only result is either uh, ticket prices go up uh, big time. Yeah, which also means that uh, the appetite for travel is going to, to go down, uh, which then also uh, falls back onto the airlines that they definitely are going to make much less money as well. You know, then uh, it means the industry will only be driven further and further downwards. 
And uh, then it does pose an existential crisis for some of the airlines that might be even struggling. So it's possible to see some airlines going under again this year as well uh, because of the issues that are plaguing the industry right now. You know, uh, we don't expect our airlines to make money for, for some time. You know? But you can see as well that efforts are being made by so many airlines around Africa uh, to try and mitigate all, all these different uh, uh, situations that are happening around us, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, obviously for me, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to watch, and I don't I don't really want to divert from the jet fuel direct, but I always mm. I'm always puzzled by the fact that we have lots of small airlines uh, with small countries, and I'm sorry to say small countries, and I've never understood really. The idea yeah. of having bits and bits of airlines that, you know, I'm, I'm usually thinking, shouldn't we like have really big regional airlines that do this and then have domestic ones? This whole idea, I've never, but this is like quite diverting away from what we're talking about. You know? That is still a, it's a, it's a relevant discussion to have on the African continent. Yeah. I mean, I told you Nigeria's more than 23. That's a lot. These guys don't uh, even have a national airlines, do they? They don't. At least they do have a population in the hundreds of millions. So perhaps yeah. uh, you can see that the market might be there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Africa, I mean, more than 200 airlines. So at the last time I checked. So there's, yeah. there's quite a number. There's too many. And uh, the problem is that these are all small entities. Uh, in aviation, uh, it, it, most small airlines are struggling. Yeah. My understanding, I also feel like maybe um, maybe actually airlines, uh, especially government-owned airlines and all of this, need to plan a little bit further. Or rather, uh, uh, maybe the planning is, I don't know, I, w- I would assume that for anybody that saw the war in Ukraine, of course, the impact it had uh, yeah. on, 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 on uh, countries in Europe or the Western world, or even obviously... The, what we've been seeing over the past months, this is something that could have been prevented or planned for a little bit in advance. We're talking about government airlines. There's not a lot of uh, foresight and long-term planning uh, in, in government entities in Africa, especially the airlines. So, is that a problem? Uh, uh, it's definitely an issue because, uh, you know, uh, it, it also speaks to the reason why the airlines are not making money. But also mm-hmm. sometimes you, you, you also also understand that uh, very often the rationale behind the creation of the airlines is not, uh, is not economic. So they're not mm-hmm. driven by economic interests uh, all the time. So, Well, tell me about that. If they're not driven by, by economic uh, interests, then what are they driven by? Because you're spending taxpayers' money uh, yes. to, to, to run an airline. It's supposed <laughs> to bring back in the money and create ecosystems. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? It is supposed to, but I'm judging by the decisions that are made, uh, yeah. the, the decisions are not driven uh, by economics. They're driven by so many different factors. You know, there's a lot of politics as well. You know, so you were talking about uh, having larger airlines and, you know, coming together to create airlines. All these things have happened before, but, you know, politics, whenever the governments are involved, politics comes into it. Uh, you know, uh, East Africa, where you know we're both from, uh, has had uh, an East African Airways that was owned by oh, the three largest East African countries with the largest economies in Africa, and uh, that had to go down as well because of uh, largely uh, political reasons. Uh, Uganda had a joint venture with South Africa and Tanzania, Alliance Air, a while back, and uh, you know uh, the, the the partnership uh, just could not work. 
you know, from that point of view. And we've had so many across Africa, you know, and they tend to, to fail uh, because of the same reason. So uh, you almost come, come to the conclusion that uh, government joint ventures really uh, <laughs> so it's time, no to, place. Yeah. it's yeah. time to privatize the, the, the I the think airline. privatization, yes, privatization could <laughs> definitely be a way to go. Yeah, if it's possible, you know. I Otherwise, know. yeah, yeah, yes, our governments really cannot keep their hands off uh, the, the runnings of national airlines. That's the biggest issue that we have on the African. Honestly, I know a lot of people that might not be ha- happy about uh, talking about privatization, but I know this is talking yeah. we need to delve deeper into it. And I think, Derek, maybe on our next episode, we can touch on privatization, especially for the airlines industry, if we are mm. literally going to be able to create ecosystems around the, the sector. Because I also feel like it's, it's far away. It's a sector that is very important when we talk about the AFCFTA, when we talk about integration in Africa. We're looking at aviation, and yet deeper, we know that it's still challenging because even our own airspace is not airspace across the continent is not fully open. So uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very nice conversation to touch deeper. But I'm afraid we're running out of time. I, however, I'm going to give you less than a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to uh, give us, yeah. uh, you know, I know I myself too. I'm really worried about traveling at this point because I'm thinking, how much is my ticket going to be if I'm actually going to travel? And at this point, I'm like, you know, I wish I could speak to an expert. I'm happy to have you on the show today. And it's like, okay, what are we looking at? What should we brace ourselves for as travelers, as business people who want to go everywhere? Yeah, unfortunately, I cannot uh, help the price of your ticket for your next trip. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the bad news. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my yeah. territory unless I... <laughs> I can yeah. come up with a really uh, sustainable model for a, a new airline idea, but uh, I don't think that is on the horizon <laughs> right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I mean, the landscape is ever-changing. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next two, three months. Uh, anything could happen. Uh, my hope is that uh, the, the, the crisis in Europe probably comes to an end as soon as possible. My other mm-hmm. hope, is that we do not get any pandemic-related uh, news uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm talking about different variants of COVID-19. I think we need some stability right now and a positive trajectory uh, to take our industry back. We need we need to get back that that appetite for travel. I know there's a lot of people who have not traveled for. And I, I've not. You've said you've not traveled in months. I've not traveled in over a year. So it's. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> and you know, I I badly want to get back and and travel, especially internationally. So I can't wait for that. Uh, but it's positive signs right now. To be honest, generally, uh, 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 the, the fuel crisis aside, I think uh, based on the last two years that we had, I think the aviation industry is in a much better place, and we are going into a better place. Yeah, but. Uh, there's so much to learn from the COVID pandemic, and I hope uh, our airlines have learned that. I can see that there's a lot of change as well that has happened, even in Africa. We were talking about partnerships. A lot of partnerships are happening across the African continent. Mm. And I think that is a result uh, of the crisis giving us a reality check. And you mm. can see what Kenya Airways is trying to do with South African mm. Airways uh, and, and trying to inspire uh, 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 more of that, that kind of partnership. Uh, across across the industry, 
but I hope I, I really hope that this comes to fruition because I think this is exactly what we need as an African continent. We need to work together to solve our problems. Our destinies are intertwined as Africa, so that is the way to go. Absolutely, Derek. It's such been such a pleasure having you on the show and for breaking down this for us. And obviously, uh, we're hoping that our price ticket prices don't go as high because <laughs> can't find solutions yeah. to that. But nevertheless, uh, so it's really nice to have you on. Everybody joining us uh, on the podcast on the broadcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in uh, the weekly bit by Mansa. You can follow more on the website www.mansamedia.africa or on our social media pages, media underscore Africa. Just leave us a message or, you know, just give a follow and see the updates. Here's to peace and profits and have a very lovely weekend. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.